Good evening, everybody. It is a good time to be indigenous. We are here with Devin Destiny. Hey, guys. And Jay Falkus from Falkus Media. Hey, everyone. And of course, your boy Cody. Welcome to the Intertribal Talk Podcast. Welcome back. Hey! Hey! We missed you around here. I missed that awesome intro because you know mine kind of sucked. So <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. Every time. Every time. I was like, oh, I just can't. <laughs> I, I disagree. I think you did. I think you did great. I think it was good. So don't don't beat yourself up over that. I'll accept that. But also, <laughs> I think you do better. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. Awesome. What have you been up to? Oh, you know what. I've just been trying to like work on myself. Yeah. Honestly, just really trying to make sense of a lot of things in life right now. Mm-hmm. I just kind of feel like I'm at a, a big crossroads with a lot of things. Yeah. And, um, you know, the first thing I'll say is like, I got to lay off the weed for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's serious. good to take a break, though. It's good. Like people, uh, I, I do believe that there's people that definitely abuse it. And that overuse right. it, and then like a lot of their their psychological problems or like emotional problems right. is due to that. Mm-hmm. And those people who know how to use it and just you know go on, go off, or taper taper themselves off now and then, it's good for you to do that. I yeah, I totally agree. I I'm such a lightweight. Like I oh same literally like, <laughs> like two two puffs and I'm like I'm good. Night nights. Yeah, night night. I'm yeah. really just like either munch <laughs> out or go to bed. So yeah, <laughs> but it you know I've just noticed you know a few weeks ago whenever I'd smoke I would always like my anxiety would just ramp mm-hmm. right up and so I like stopped for a day yeah and I was like oh I'll just have a little bit right yeah and then I was like okay I still feel I'm like okay I feel fine but then I started smoking a little more a little more. Yeah. It's always at night. I never smoke, like, all day. I'm just, like, at nighttime, like, after dinner and homework yeah. is kind of done. I'm just ready to just wind down and, and... It's how busy people and, like, people who have lots of crazy stuff going on, like, wind down and turn all that extra thinking, the external stuff off. It's a, it's, it's a chance for you to just kind of, you know, really ground yourself. I, see, I, I used to believe that. And then, for whatever reason, it's like... You now, couldn't come down. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't calm down. It actually makes things a lot more, like... Blah. Intensified. Yeah, and it's... Honestly, it just has a lot to do with what I'm going through just as a person right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've, I've been trying to, like, figure out things, like, with my health. Yeah. So, I... Um, how much do I share here? Uh, you know, <laughs> as much as you I, want. I just, I've, I've had some, some issues with my health for several years now, um, and it's to do with prostate health. Yeah. Right? And uh, so uh, for the men out there listening, you know, seriously, like, listen up. Your prostate is your most important part of your body. So mm-hmm. um, make sure you're, like, if you're in your 30s, get your prostate checked out. Mm-hmm. I know people want to make jokes and they want to be like, oh, ha, ha, like, yeah, you want to, you know, the jokes about doctors and fingers up your butt and whatever. But you know what? Like, it's it's a serious thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll share. Go ahead. I can I can share something right after that to do with women's health in that matter, actually. Perfect. So, yes, I have something exactly up that alley, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Different alley, but, you know. Like, like, ah, bite the mic. Uh, sorry. Anyway, um, so yeah, like, you know, back in, I think it was 2012, 2013, I um, started noticing, like, issues 
Now, you know, like it would really it would burn when I went to the bathroom and it was like always having to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Whether there was like, you know, a, a lot or a little, it was just like constantly going pee. Yeah. And it, it was just really uncomfortable. And uh, so I finally went to the doctor in China and the doctors were like, oh, you, you must have an STI. And I'm like, there's no chance I have an STI. Yeah. I'm very safe about that, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I do the, like the STI testing. Of course, it all comes back negative. Yeah. But then... Uh, they're like, oh, you need you need to go see the the man doctor. The man doctor. Like, There's a man doctor, and literally, you go to the door of this doctor, and it says Nan Ke, which is like man doctor. Oh. Right? <laughs> so it translates to English, and uh, so I went there, and, and through uh, my friend who's a nurse, uh, mm-hmm. she translated for me and explained to my symptoms, and he's like, oh yeah, he's like, you have a prostate infection. Oh. I'm like, okay, and being a younger guy in my twenties, I didn't. I was like, prostate, like, I've barely even heard of this, but okay. Yeah. And then, so, you know, I had to do the test, and, and yeah, I came back, and I had an infection. He's like, hey, you know, you got to eat healthier, drink more water, and, um, you know, take these antibiotics. Yeah. Right up. And yep. it did. It was, it was fine for, uh, you know, I'd say a year or two, as kind of like, everything felt really good, but then I moved back to Canada in 2015, and from that point on, I've always had, like, what felt like lingering symptoms. Yeah. Right? So just, like, sometimes it would burn when I'd go pee. Sometimes I just have to go pee a lot. Like, I, I'm not sleeping through the night. Yeah. And so, anyway, um, so this has been an ongoing issue. And, you know, uh, I'll try and make this quick, but it's, like, you know, for years I've been going to the doctor and getting tested, right? Like, every time the symptoms have felt severe, I'm like, hey, doc, What's going on What's down up? there? <laughs> send, like, I need I need some answers here, right? And yeah. Okay, well, we'll send you for blood and urine testing, and then I do it. Oh, well, uh, uh, everything's clean. Like, you don't have a bladder infection. You don't have cancer. You don't have, you know, uh, uh, any sort of infection on your prostate. So, like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And for years, I've been going through these motions, and so... It, it weighs down on you, too, because you know something's wrong, and then everyone's telling you it's fine, and you're like, "There's this is not fine. It, it isn't. Yeah. And it's really frustrating when, um, you know, we've talked about this off, off camera, but, yeah. like, you know, just the advocacy that we have to do for ourselves yeah. with our doctors nowadays. Mm-hmm. If, if we are fortunate enough to even have our doctor. own doctor, yeah. right? And so, you know... Uh, things in the last couple of weeks have gotten significantly worse for symptoms. Yeah. And so I decided to, uh, I consulted Reddit. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm an active user on there and um, there was a, a page, a prostate page, and I just kind of shared my story. And immediately there's responses, right? And they're like, it sounds like you have this pelvic floor disorder. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, how do you fix that? And they're like, oh, you just, you go to therapy, you go to physiotherapy. There's physiotherapists that deal with this specifically. So we laughed about this like a few minutes ago. (laughs) Does this mean you get to have butt massages? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I really do. I hope so. I have no idea what it entails. Um, I haven't looked into it too much because I'm I'm waiting to speak with my doctor because Mm -hmm. I would like to give him a piece of my mind. Yeah, no doubt. Because I'm like seven years and... Now that I look at the at what this disorder is, match it up with all my symptoms. Yeah, they align perfectly. What was what was the problem there? Like, do you not care? Like, what the hell? Right, right. And yeah, you know, I I mean, I'm not the type of person who yells and screams because mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't get you anywhere. But like, 
part of me is like, is it, is it because of the system is it because our healthcare system is so overburdened? Mm-hmm. Is it because that there's too many uh, things going on for doctors nowadays that they don't even have time to really look into things for their patients? I don't know, but either way, yeah, this is a simple fix. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, you for know, this long I've been worried and yeah. wondering and boom. Yeah. Exactly. And it affects my life like in, in so many ways that I like, you know, I just really had like a, I just really was really upset the other night when, when I made that correlation that like this, I think this is exactly what's wrong with me. And it's such an easy fix. I'm like, how did he not tell me about this? How did this not come up? Yeah. How has this not been, you know, present in, in our conversations? So I need to tell him that like, I'm really just disappointed and hurt and like this, did you skip a chapter in that book? Like, <laughs> right? Were so, you asleep? <laughs> you know, fellas, seriously, like, and ladies who are listening, who have significant others, get, tell them to go get their prostate checked out. Just go get a checkup. Because if we're talking about prostate cancer, if we're talking about issues with your prostate, like that is a kind of like, you think of Iron Man's... Um, his heart. His heart. Or the, uh, the what's that thing? It, it keeps, it, it. what's that called? It keeps from all the metal pieces going into his heart, right? Yeah. Um, so that light in the center of Iron Man's chest, that keeps him alive. Well, think of your prostate as that. Mm-hmm. Because without your prostate, you are losing control over your bowels. You're losing control over a lot of things. So just take my advice. It doesn't hurt. Get it checked. Go get checked because if you can, if there's something up now and you're still, you know, if you catch it early or Mm -hmm. whatever, it's just better to do, to be able to deal with it now than to. Yeah. That's one thing I'm like really grateful for, like the men in my family, um, because they're, they're all truck drivers. So they actually have to have like a yearly exam. Uh, Uh, Good. Is there a yearly or like every five years or something like that? It's like every so often they actually have to, they have to get a physical done every so often to keep their license and all that stuff. Right. So, um, so I'm always happy like to know that Ryan's going and getting checked and my doctor's always really good about like checking on me. Um, you know, like, uh, there's been stuff happened with people I know, uh, and women finding out like about cancer and stuff from getting their pap smear done, just their regular checkup. So it's so important and same with um, like a mammogram and whatnot too. Right. It's so, so important to get, go and get those things done. Um, You know, like I, I I love natural remedies. I love um, the holistic way of life, but I am so grateful for technology for these things um, in the medical field to help us understand our bodies more and Mm -hmm. keep in check, keep things in check. Right. Absolutely. there's a balance. 1000%. Right? When it comes to healthcare, you know, there's like you 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 almost need both. 100%. And that's like a lot of things in life too, you know. Um we're going to get into we're going to go down this rabbit hole um pretty soon <laughs> because this this correlates with like the topic that we want to talk w- about tonight, but um you know, there is there is such a thing as balance and I've been seeing a lot of balance um symbolism like for the past year I've been seeing yin yangs everywhere and it's crazy because like even when I'm doing readings for clients like I can tell and it's one of my symbols now that when I see somebody is out of balance I'll see it but it's spinning and Uh, all of a sudden I'm like oh yeah like you are way out of balance like with this or that and then like for some people it's perfectly in line and I'm like oh my god like Bless your heart. Zen. You're so, you're so balanced. Right. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Um, but yeah, I know. So we can talk about that too. Um, 
but yeah, no, that's, that's, um, that's amazing that you're somebody who has this, and it's not saying that your experience is good, but coming from somebody, um, what is that called from Dr. Gabor Mate? Like the wisdom of trauma. Like when you personally experience something, it makes you a wiser person and like you're able to teach people. So, you know, going through certain experiences, you're able to share that not because like, you know, I'm not like, I'm not just a researcher or a doctor or anything. It's just like, I physically went through this so I can share with you what I went through. Absolutely. I think the more that's what, uh, I can't remember where I read it, but some, Somewhere just this morning, I read something about like by, you know, someone said by sharing your story, um, if one person shares their story, it could affect 10 different people in that day. It could change another person's life or their outlook or or what they're doing, you know. Yeah. I had a lady actually reach out to me. um, It was last night. Her and I were talking and she's somebody I actually really look up to in our indigenous community. Uh, She's a singer. She's an artist. And she actually reached out to me last night too, because she liked something I posted on Facebook. Ah. And well, I did, I just, it was an energy budget thing where, you know, people, I'm super grateful for all of my friends and uh, acquaintances who work and work that balanced life where it's not just like give and take or tip for tat with each other. It's, it's more like just understanding reciprocity Yeah, and like, I will make time for you and help you when I have a chance. Um, or if I'm, if I'm able to help you and it'll be reciprocated kind of thing. Right. So, um, it's no more. And, and it's funny too, cause I had this, this reading done by somebody else and she said like, you give so much to others but when it comes time for you to ask for help, sometimes people just brush you off and you're like, well, what the hell? And you understand huh. that you understand that rule where you're like, don't do things and expect nice things back. Do it because you want to do good things, which is a true fact. Absolutely. But does it still apply when you are constantly pouring from an empty cup? Nope. Exactly. So there has to be a boundary, like understanding what no means and understanding what yes means. Right. Um, and, you know, we've talked about that before where it's, oh, yeah. it's not like, I'm not saying no forever. I'm just saying no right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, we, we have talked a lot about that and how people yeah. can start to depend on you yeah. as like their go-to for All everything. And yeah. it's like, whoa, hold up. <laughs> and then when they need you or, or when you need them, then they're like no shows or whatever. Right. So it's, it is, it's whatever. And, and I kind of posted that the other day on Facebook and I was like, this might like get people really angry at me or people really understand. And yeah. it was, I was just like, you know, I, I've spent this much time over the last like 10 years and all of my money and doing this, helping other people's businesses and doing this for other people's businesses. Well, I have ideas of my own that I'd like to implement now for myself. And I think I'm just going to go forward with it. Those who support me. Cool. Thank you so much. Those who don't, there's the door, Um, you know, (laughs) I, I totally agree. You know that I know it's a really old cliche saying, but, uh, you know, if the shoe fits, wear it. Yeah. I, I, I just think I, I'm too, I'm too old to care what anybody thinks anymore mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like things that I post on social media. Yeah. Not that I post anything super controversial, but um, you know, it's like, if you're offended by this. Mm-hmm. Look in on that. I, yeah. Like if, it, if you are personally offended by something I said, and I didn't even call you out by name, 
That's some, that's something that's coming from within <laughs> like, you. Maybe there's yeah, something, like there's that, a little guilt or something there. Nothing to do with me. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's just <clears> the <throat> thing, right? I just, I just said like, I need to focus on this right now. Like, you know, like Ryan, he's super supportive in my endeavors right now. I've got quite a few things going on. I always have things going on, Yeah. but it's, it's like for the first time in the last, like, well, actually we've been together, we're, we've been together 11 years now. So hey. going on 11 years, this is the first time that successfully these things are happening, right? Yo, what's one, one, one plus one? Two. Right? Oh, weird. Oh. The two, 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 That's two, what I'm talking two. about. Oh, yeah. that's so weird. I love let's, that you brought up numerology, bro. Let's go. Air five. Yes. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Holy crap. That's so cool. Um, I love that you're paying attention. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. I watch numbers all the time now because of you. <laughs> right on. I'm, yeah, you do too? Really? Oh, guys. <laughs> I'm glad I'm such a positive influence. Absolutely. Well, see, with, like, I've always noticed numbers. But it didn't really, it didn't register. Yeah. Until I think it was something that you said that was, that was just like, Synchronicities. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, oh, because like every day I see like the. Same numbers. Yeah, the same numbers or yeah. multiple numbers. And Do you Google them now? No, I still don't. Oh, you got to Google them. Because if you Google them and then you go back to like what you were thinking just before you saw those numbers, it's always like an answer to whatever question you had in your mind. Damn. It's pretty freaking amazing it's crazy actually <laughs> google that shit same with like songs when songs come on or you see like certain animal symbolisms and whatnot like I, it's funny because ryan will be like what do you mean you just saw a swan like whatever it's a swan and it's like no 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 there's a meaning behind it and then of course i get on my phone um, <laughs> <laughs> i'm not like stupid about it you know like yeah. i understand there's going to be animals everywhere but like if you have something specific in your mind and you see synchronicities, you start seeing certain animals, you start seeing like certain colors everywhere. Um, there's there's a lot of meaning behind that. So it's always good to Google those things. And I love it too, because when you have certain dreams or whatever going on, you're always like, Devin, what does this mean? Oh yeah, so. you're the first person I ask. <laughs> well, that's like last Friday, I was coming back from Costco with uh, my wife and this is a little ways before the dump. Yeah. Like Predator Ridge area. Yeah, yeah. And I look at the clock, it's 11.11, I look up, and there's these two giant eagles, like bald eagles. Like nice. Huge. And I, I was pointing out, like, those things are huge, and I happened to look at the clock again, and it's still 11.11. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm like there's got to be something. Make <laughs> a wish, there, keep you know? your, make a wish, keep your thoughts positive, and if you already have good things going on, be thankful for it. Okay. Beep, beep. Sorry, 11-11 is a really popular one, so. <laughs> I've seen that a lot lately, really. Like, it's so weird. I don't even know what it is, why we do it, if it's intuition or something like that. But I just, like, for whatever reason, I look at the clock and it's like, whoa, hey, yeah, 11 look at that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, certain numbers mean certain things. Um, and you know what? When you go on a scale, too, like, if you start at one number and you see, like, um, a synchronicity of three of them or four of them, like, they all have kind of different meanings but um, with each number it intensifies okay yeah so it's pretty cool it's a wow. lot to learn that's no that's that's good i definitely i'm, I'm into that stuff i'd uh, love to have a numerologist come in and like talk on the show hey as long as we don't get into math then i'm good <laughs> there's a bit of math but it's it's math that makes sense to me that's the kind of math that i can do you you try and get me to do other formulas and shit and i'm like no thank you yeah Ooh, that's another thing did i tell you that like i've been really really screening my swearing you've mentioned that yeah yes. i just said i just said s-h-i-t but um 
I've, I've been really monitored, even at home. Like my grandma's actually super proud of me. She's like, I'm so proud of you. You've been doing so much better. And I'm like, oh, thank you. It's, it's really hard. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, so I actually really have to because my two-year-old's favorite word right now is the F word. And I'm not, and I'm not talking about flowers or fun. Yeah. It's, so that's her favorite thing. And she said it twice tonight when I was like getting ready to go. And it was so funny because my grandma was over, she was walking around the house and we were doing stuff. And then all of a sudden Starley said it clearly. And we both looked at each other and we looked back and I was like, I swear that's not from like recently. <laughs> <She's>... <laughs> okay. But there's an important question, follow up question to that. Mm-hmm. Does she use it in context? Kind of. Nice. Um, so what happened is she was playing with a balloon and then the balloon got away on her and she like threw her hands down. She goes, ah, f- flap. <laughs> and I was like, no. Yes. I was like, you can't say that word, Duda. <laughs> so... She understands the context. That's that's important, right? It's like, even though it's a bad word, it's like, you can't be that mad if she used it in a way that's like an expressive of So like, I'll tell you my alternatives though. So like to replace the F word, I say flip and flap. Nice. And yeah, so I say flip and flap. I know it's stupid and it's fun. It's kind of funny. Or, or I say, oh, bananas. And the girls really love that one. <laughs> so Well, yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, Jay's wife, like she's. The she's got lots. Excellent yeah, at so not like swearing. Cheese and crackers. Cheese and crackers. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's that the is one cute. that sticks in my mind right now, but it's Jeez. there's so many. I don't I don't hesitate to swear. Like, my grandma's I, I favorite is fiddlesticks. Yeah. And the girls don't copy me, which is like they copy Aaliyah or they'll copy like their aunts or whatever, but yeah. they, they don't copy me. And and like I'm bad because I, I get angry when I'm driving and I swear and I don't, <laughs> I don't hesitate to swear like in, in conversation and I notice this at the my daughter's birthday the other day and there's a, a couple there with their daughter and they're not they're not this swearing type yeah and i caught myself swearing and i was just normal conversation i was just like oh yeah swear 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 yeah and I stopped and i'm just like i don't normally swear this much and i'm like i might actually now that i think about it but i'll try not to and then <laughs> I, I was like on my game yeah I do that. I was listening back on a few of our first episodes and I was like, holy trucker mouth lady. Like (laughs) you can tone it down a little bit because, you know, I I think I was just so excited. And, you know, when I'm with certain friends, like when I'm joking around, yeah, it's like every other word is a swear word. And I'm pretty sure like within one sentence, (laughs) I said it like 10 times. So I was like, yeah, I'm cut off. Cut off. It's time. Yeah, I mean, uh, swearing has, it's, they're just words. At yeah. the end of the day, you know, it, it's... Oh, I'm not saying I'm never going to swear. It's just like, you know, doing this because I want elders and kids to be able to listen, right? Like, well, maybe not kids, but like <laughs> the younger kidding. generation, the younger generation, right? And um, elders too, right? Because we do have elders that tune in and I want to keep it respectful. I mean, they understand like every now and then I'm going to let something fly. For sure. Um, but I'm just not going to make it every other word. Yeah, hey, I that's mean, my that's, promise. that's fair. Thank you, promise, guys. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I guess that was kind of our check-in. Um, <laughs> yeah, was there anything, like, was there anything you wanted to uh, to share? Yeah, actually, so I've been, lately, on my Instagram, I've been sharing me shooting my bow, and it's been, like, shooting the shit. That. Shooting the shit with me, okay. right? And that's kind of the thing now, shooting the shit. And... I just like take pauses every time I go back to retrieve arrows. I sit and I talk in front, talk to my, you know, my live audience and 
it, and it's been really good. Like it's so awesome. And it, it's really therapeutic for me. Like that's my therapy yeah. is going out after I'm done feeding my horses and doing all the chores outside. I set up my bow. Starly's in the truck watching shows cause it's too cold for her to be out oh, right yeah. now. Right. So I set her up in the truck and she's watching her show and I sit outside for like a half hour and shoot the bow and she's got her snacks and her drinkies and her show and I'm fine. And I get to do my mom thing in the morning. Yeah. It, you know, it's either, it's either shoot the bow or clean the house. So I've been shooting the bow. <laughs> I like it. I'm getting spring fever. I'm getting sick of being stuck inside because I'm actually really ready to do our farm chores. Right. I'm re I've been sitting out there visualizing what exactly I want done because we were robbed last year with the summer evacuations. So this year I'm hoping we are, we're not at risk for any flooding or anything like that. Um, cause I heard that we may be. Right. So, um, you know, just kind of trying to stay positive and just visualize like this will get done when it's meant to get done. Absolutely. Keep that affirmation in. Yep. And singing too. So back, I'm back on the singing thing. Um, I ha I've never stopped. It's just like now it's getting a little more serious. I'm yeah. not going to share everything just yet. So y'all will have to stay tuned when I'm ready to talk about this. It will be in March. I promise. God. I know. Hangers. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Well, you know what? I'm just making sure that they're going to keep coming back to us. For so, sure. So, you know, why buy the cow when you get the milk for free? I'm just trying to keep, <laughs> trying to keep my, uh, my milk in there. I know always with the analogies. Love it. Um, and then, yeah, actually it was winter's birthday this weekend too. And it was really funny. Wow. Well, because last year, I think we went up to Silver Star. Well, right. this year we were like, yeah, let's just go down to Kamaskit and do it at the park there. Well, of course, it was a beautiful day. As soon as we get up there, set up the tent, get the barbecue unloaded and like have all the friends running around and stuff. Um, the wind started to pick up. So it was kind of like, you know, I'm sure you've had those windy market days where you oh, feel yeah. like you have to stand. You're you're spending more time standing on your tent than you are like socializing and stuff. Absolutely. That's kind of how it was. Oh, man. And then the cake, the cake was a write-off. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, no, I forgot forks. So we cut uh, into the cake, and then we were like, what do we eat it with? <laughs> we're going with the hands. The one thing, the one, well, it's ice cream cake. Oh, no. So a little bit worse. Um, yeah, but uh, the way I've been looking at me singing again mm -hmm. is me unblocking my throat chakra. Okay. Yeah, and um, it's nice because this is actually a genre that I've always wanted to do and be like recording and whatnot. And yeah. finally it's, it's happening. And I just feel like everything feels so in alignment and like, yeah, heavy, crazy synchronicities, lots of symbolism. And I just feel like everything's going beautifully. And I don't know. I'm just like, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited about it. It feels good to be creative again Yes, and like harness all that power. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's your passion, right? It's something that you mm. are, uh, have always been involved in. And I think that, you know, it's, it's powerful. It's something that is, uh, when it speaks to you like that, it's something that you can't ignore or deny. You kind of mm. have to like give that energy. You have to feel yeah. it, right? You have to allow it to, to grow and to, to, um, what's the word like expand, uh, expand. and grow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. It's like a, it's like a muscle. Well, that's exactly it. And it's true. If you don't use it, you lose it. So, yeah. um, I find like I've been doing, like I've done it for years. Uh, and I go out in the middle of the night, especially on the full moon nights, but 
when I, you know, like tonight when I get home after I'm done checking on the horses again, cause I check on them when I get home. Right. And I'm going to go out into the field and I'm going to sing into the mountain like I always do. And yeah. I do, I like, I do like calling and it's, it's done in, it's, it's done in like Norway and stuff. And it's, it's a ancient traditional way of calling in your cows yeah. and a lot of farmers all over the world do it. And it's called different things like mountain calling and stuff like that. But, um, so I've been doing that and coming up with my own little tunes and whatnot. Nice. And it's been so nice because I actually started a howl again <laughs> on the res. This is my second time starting a howl on the res. Cool. So I started it with the res dogs first, and then all of a sudden the coyotes at the one end of the bay kicked in, and then the coyotes ahead of the lake kicked in. And then it was funny because the next day uh, my mother-in-law was like, yeah, those coyotes were going nuts last night. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, that was me. Because <laughs> literally they were all quiet until I started doing that, and it was right. so funny. But um, singing again is like helping me call my power back to me and like same with shooting my bow and like all this extra creative stuff I've been doing on the side. Um, you know, I kind of shared with you how I felt like somebody robbed my identity a little bit over yeah. the summer and yeah. I confronted this person and it didn't go over very well no. and it wasn't meant for me to be like accusatory. It was more like, I was just like, Oh, Hey, cool. Like I see you all of a sudden are doing the same stuff as me. I just wanted to like <laughs> ask, like, did I inspire you? And she completely shot it down and I was like, okay. Um, I showed you those pictures though. Well, like, yeah, you got, listen, you got to give your flowers. I know. And, uh, you know, it's, we've always talked about there's enough space for everyone, mm -hmm. for everything, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just, just, you got to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. And, you know, you can't just, you can't just take something and say, I just thought of this all of a sudden. Yeah. And it's like within a certain timeline. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, I mean, sometimes, yes, things can just magically align and be like, oh, well, I had no idea, but like, come on, <laughs> well, let's, be, let's be honest. And, and I got totally gaslighted when I talked about it, right? And I yeah. explained like why I had to say it and got totally gaslighted. And, and I, that's like a huge trigger for me when people gaslight me, because that's when I like Keanu Reeves it, where I'm like, okay, I can see that you are so egotistical and in your own mind that you cannot think another way. Yeah. I'm going to step away from this that's fine. And just doing this again for myself because it, it, it felt like my power got taken away from me. Yeah, it really did. And it was gut wrenching actually, where I was just like, what the hell? Like, why am I even doing this? If like, I'm trying to create a certain aesthetic and look for myself and then somebody's out there like, you know, like that's mine now. Yeah. And it's, and it, 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 it was like a little frustrating seeing like the fame and stuff that they got from that. And then me being like, but that's me. <laughs> but then again, as you said, like there's space for everybody and absolutely. But it was just more like, you know, you could have just told me. I would have really gladly welcomed that with open arms. For sure. Right. Could have even led to future work together. It could have been. Totally. Could have been a lot of different things. Yeah. Right? So it's, that's what I never understood. Like I, I always think that there's, um, I think competition is healthy. 100%. I, I love competition. I'm a very competitive person myself. Same. And, but at the same time, it's like, you don't have to be a dick about it. 100%. 100%. It, it would have been like one thing to just, uh, to just say, you know, like you saw the conversation. Yep. Um, it would, it, it would have been one thing for that person to be like, you know what? That is totally similar. Similar. That's so true. Yeah. But 
this person was completely like, it's not even the same, not even close, but it's like for every person that sent me those photos and was like, hey, noticed something, this looks like your work. And I'm like, yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? Oh, I'm going to, this is weird because I've had a situation like that before where I sat on it and it festered and I built up resentment and I didn't say anything and it did nothing but talks like cause toxicity for me. So this time I was like, I can't hold this in. I've got to speak my truth. I got to talk about it. And I did. And did it lead to good, a good outcome? Not really, but I feel better knowing that I didn't just like let it fester. Absolutely. Uh, And I think that when you talk about, um, um, I totally lost my train of thought. I had a really good point to make here and it's gone. It's gone. Gone. No, it's going to come back. Hold on. It's coming. It's coming. Um, (laughs) you know, when you, when, if, if you're doing something and so if you challenge someone's ideas, if you challenge their beliefs, defense mechanisms kick in. Oh yeah. Right. For most people, most people are just like, whoa, 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 you're challenging me. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Back up. Yeah. You know, and then they get defensive or they're reacting in whatever way, um, which is uh, actually, uh, uh, I think that's a good, that might be a good segue into, uh, into our main topic. Uh, yes. Actually, that's a perfect segue you know, into our main topic. Yeah. Challenging ideologies, challenging your beliefs and not liking that very much. Yeah. Um, I want to talk, can I quickly share about that tarot card or not the tarot card, but the Oracle card that flew out today as we were kind of talking about this absolutely so leading up to this conversation guys like what we've got going on what we're segueing into um i just want you to think about like the state of the world right now what's going on in canada especially so i was talking to cody earlier and we were discussing today's topic And I started flipping through my Oracle deck and out flies the wolf moon and it means hunger. And it goes back to this story. It's a Cherokee story and it's a grandfather and a grandson. And the grandson is asking about the two wolves and the grandfather simply replies that there's always two wolves inside us fighting and one is good, one is bad. And the one that wins is the one that you feed. Mm -hmm. And what was that saying? It says, we must be careful about what we nourish and feed within us. So. Boom. That, uh, I'm really glad you read that because that's like, I think that's something a lot of people can relate to in, in many different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that like, it's so true. We are, you know, um, for, for those who haven't, like, picked up on it yet, like, we, we are going to get into the trucker convoy, the freedom convoy of 2022, um, because it's something Crazy that going on? It, it, it is crazy, and it's... I've never, I've never really wanted to avoid social media as much as I do right now mm-hmm. because of all the division and stories and just... Oh, man, there's, like... 20 different narratives going on and it's exhausting. It is yeah. like really exhausting. So, you know, as you and I had were prepping for this, you know, we wanted we wanted to approach this topic in a way that's like not opinion based as much as it is more just trying to be objective to the situation rather than just like, well, you know, freaking this and freaking that. And, mm-hmm. you know, these, you know, we don't want to like name call or anything like that. This is more just like trying to look at it from an outside perspective and mm-hmm. just kind of give some 
Um, what we've been noticing. Yeah. What we've been seeing. This is from the outside looking in. Yeah, absolutely. Where, like, where do we begin? I mean, <laughs> I kind we? of want to, I kind of want, maybe, could I start? Absolutely. Okay, so the place that I'm at, yeah, actually, let's start with me because I have less facts. You've got all the facts, so that's going to take up more time. I got a lot of notes here. Yeah, I really want to hear that, <laughs> but let's go with this one here because I feel like there's a lot of people who are seeing what I've seen okay. and maybe haven't looked into all the facts like you have now, right? And I'm sure. so excited for those facts, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if I expressed that enough before when we were talking about that. <laughs> so these are the things that I noticed here. And... Uh, and it's funny because my girlfriend, and I'm going to shout her out right now because I freaking love how she talks and I love how she thinks. Mm. Just the overall like super cool woman, Caitlin McDonald. She's my farrier. Hey. She comes and does all my horse's feet. She's a tough as nails woman, freaking boss. I love her. Nice. Um, so she made this post and I loved reading through the comments too because she handled it with so much grace. And she, she did say, she's like, there is a possibility that several things can be true at once. And that's fact. So I said, you know, as Caitlin has said, people can join in solidarity for a cause and then have that cause intercepted and infiltrated by undesirables, Nazis, Proud Boys, and other extreme groups. So it could have started as something super like, yes, power to the people, yeah. but then ended up in the hands of the wrong people. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And it is really, really hard for people to look at that objectively, mm -hmm. to understand that there's like, when there's a movement as big as this mm -hmm. happening, the wheels are going to come off. Things can go sideways really fast. Right. Because you, you don't have control over who jumps in and who wants to be a part of it and mm -hmm. what their narratives are or what they want to try and bring to light or expose or whatever their mandate may be. Yeah. Right. So that being said, um, you know, if you want to talk about just like the origin, right? So there's, yeah. there's like three people who are seen as like the, the, the starters of the convoy, you know, you got yeah. uh, Tamara Litch, um, you know, would you, you want some background on, on these people? Yes. Let's, let's do the backgrounds on these people so people can understand what it is that they're supporting right now, because, you know, you might think you're supporting one thing, but your money is going here. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's and other things. You know, there's, um, I'll just, before I go into that, I will say that like, I have a, a buddy who's been, um, a big part of the freedom convoy, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, he's local. Um, I'm not going to shout him out. Uh, he, but it's, um, you know, he was a big part of it and, you know, in his, in his mind and in his interactions, he went to Ottawa and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the video, he did live videos every day. And then like, uh, he made a, a group and like, I was a part of it. I joined the group because I just really wanted to see what was going on, what was going on. What are people talking about in these groups? And I, I just, and it asks you before you like, you're not even allowed to just join. You have to like go through a bit of a questionnaire. Yes. Right. To, Cause they want to know, are you a journalist? Are you here to create yeah. shit? Like there, th this page that I, I, I'm, involved in is like really they really just try to keep things like very peaceful yeah i can say that much yeah they're not about like perpetuating mm -hmm. hate or or crime or violence like they really like every other post is like remain like remain peaceful yeah. remain calm like we're here for i can get on board with that right mm -hmm. so um 
you know, that being said, it's like just because this group of people is about that life doesn't mean that everybody else mm-hmm. sees it the same way or wants to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when you look at like uh, the Tamara uh, Lich, I think is her, uh, how you pronounce her last name, you know, she was, uh, a, a, you know, she um, was a part of... Uh, uh, the Wild Rose Independence Party of Alberta. Um, she was an original member of the Maverick Party, which was like a, a political party in Manitoba where she's from. Mm-hmm. And both of these parties were just more about like trying to like a little bit more right wing mm-hmm. uh, thoughts and processes. Uh, she was a big part of the Wexit. Um, do you remember after the 2019 election? What's, no, what's that? So Wexit was like the West exiting from Canada. Right. Okay. So back when like uh, Trudeau got uh, elected, reelected in 2019, it was like, you know, Alberta wanted no part of Canada because of all the, you know, the oil disputes and the pipeline issues that were going on. And so there's like this Wexit movement of like yeah. West separating. So she was like a big part of all of that. Yeah. Right. So then so that that's her. And then you have Pat King. OK. Uh, this dude is out there. Yeah. Okay, so he's like very far right, Islamophobe, you know, very racist individual. And if you don't believe me, go Google Pat King right now and look at his Twitter videos. Mm-hmm. It's not like I. It's I'm not, not pleasing. It's n- no. It's it's pretty sad. It's gross, you know. And he he's uh, talking about um, you know how this COVID thing is uh, with the restrictions and mandates. How it's it's never gonna end unless we you know it's gonna it has to end with bullets. Right. And he talks about like how this has to go to war mm-hmm. before anything's going to change. And like this like real upbringing, uprising of, of like people. Hunger Games. Right. Yeah. Right. So he's really about that life. And so mm-hmm. he's another big part of this whole freedom convoy. And then the other person who I found was uh, a, a big part of it was a guy named James Bowder. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's the founder of Canada Unity. Uh, which was like a political party he wanted to start for like again more like right wing yeah. ideologies and uh, political views. Um, he uh, created a memorandum of understanding for this um, freedom convoy. Yeah, and in the fr- in the memorandum of understanding, uh, he basically used language that said that their goal was to topple the Canadian government. Jeez. Okay. So they're basically like District 13. So you think of President Snow. So this is for people who like think like movies like me. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. President Snow would be like, you know, like the president, the prime minister, like the people who are pulling the puppet strings kind of things. Yeah. And then District 13 would be, um, I can't remember what their boss lady's name was too, but either. she she had ulterior motives where she was like, "Yes, join my party. It's a resistance. We're gonna we're gonna combat President Snow and we're gonna take over yeah. and we're gonna do things for the people." But really, towards the end of the show, you start seeing that she was not in in fact at all in it for the people. She was in it for control. For sure. So this is kind of the same thing we're looking at here. It it feels that way. Yeah. Right? Like looking, I, I read too much about these three individuals today to like, uh, like I've done more research on them than I've done homework <laughs> for my own like, you know, studies. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, I will say that James did um, re- retract his memorandum of understanding because he realized that, uh, 
you can't really say you have plans to topple the government if you're going to go protest in Ottawa. Like, you're <laughs> going to end up in jail. So, yeah, no doubt. So he, you know, retracted that. But, um, yeah. you know, so that's just, like, a little bit of, like, if you if you look at the people who started this, mm-hmm. how can you not think about those, as you said, ulterior mm-hmm. motives or if they're more right wing in their thought and in yeah. terms of like you know dangling the dangling the bait and then you know once they got you like taking it away and you know right keeping you like a mouse in a trap absolutely and so the thing like the question i want to put up for discussion here is so let's go back to the very beginning why did this start what was the reason the convoy started to end mandates right but for who uh, well, for the truckers, technically, it was supposed to be for the truckers because they were shipping goods over here and they were, were being, they were being asked to get vaccinated and whatnot in order for them to keep their jobs, to keep bringing goods back and forth. Right. And they were subjected to 14 day quarantine still yes. by traveling back and forth to the United States. Yes. Which is not fair because truckers already spend so much freaking time. I almost swore. Hey, good job. Freaking time on the road already and working and away from their families, which I come from a trucking family. So, you know, I understand that and I don't agree with that. Right. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. If you look at it, like let's, again, you're looking, we're looking at this objectively. So Mm -hmm. if that was why this started for mandates and the, you know, truckers um, not, wanting to quarantine or having to quarantine uh, to do their jobs. But then when you look at the data, if you look at the facts, 90% of the truckers are already vaccinated. Exactly. And on top of that, even if Canada, if uh, Trudeau and the government said, you know what? Yep, you're right. We're going to lift the mandates. No more, no more mandates. Well, the United States still has their own mandates. Yeah. So therefore, what is the point? Because you're still subject to American um, mandates, even if Canada throws their own out the door. And this is for the truckers that have to go back and forth. Just FYI, following along, people. Right. So there, there was calls. You know, there's the the government waited a really long time to implement that mandate. Right. They waited till like the very last minute. Yeah, it was kind of weird. It it was weird. Yeah. And so, but in the end, they said, no, you know what? We're sticking to our guns. We would like the truckers to be vaccinated and this, let's, let's keep this going. Yeah. And, and so the question is, okay, so if the truckers were already, if most of them are already vaccinated, is this really about the truckers at this point? Or mm-hmm. is this, or is this a means to a bigger end? Is this a segue? No, no, no segue. No. Just like what I mean is, so if, if this was about mandates and truckers, but yet if most of the truckers were already good to go, then who, who is this whole freedom convoy really benefiting? Yeah. That, you know, so it's like, is it the truckers or is it something else? A lot of other people yeah. who are feeling a certain kind of way about mm-hmm. the mandates and the vaccines and the passports. And they're like, yeah, don't worry, truckers, we got your back. <laughs> yeah. You know, so to me, it was just, it's really interesting when you look at it that way, because it's like the other thing that you can look at objectively too is what happened. So we've been around this COVID thing for two years. Yeah. What happens every year in spring with the mandates and, and restrictions? They get lifted. They get lifted. Exactly. So to me, it's like, 
you know, you have this huge movement in my mind. It's like, and granted, listen, everyone has, everyone in this country has a right to protest. Mm-hmm. Let's make that very, very clear. Yeah. It is in the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, and we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. But like, it's, it's <laughs> everyone has that right. As a Canadian citizen, you have the right to protest. Yeah. So that they, the fact they want to protest, okay. But like, if, if you look at historically how things have went every year and how COVID has evolved yeah. from being very like unknown and people are like scared and worried and people are dying and getting sick and yeah. being hospitalized and, you know, it, and now it's to the point where if you're vaxxed and you get COVID, it's like you're, you're going to be okay. Like yeah. in, the mo- in most cases, I can't, most I'm not going to say like everyone's going to be fine, but like yeah. in most cases, people are okay. Yeah. We received, uh, we received a little bit of backlash from some listeners uh, from when we said, and this is something that I am going to follow up right now just because we're kind of talking about it, but it was um, uh, when we were talking about how people who are unvaccinated should sign a waiver because they're already signing, saying that they don't, they don't give a crap. Oh, we got some blowback for that? We got a little bit of blowback from that. Mm. Um, they, You know, people like, well, that's really unfair. Like if somebody who chooses not to get vaccinated and then they end up in the hospital with COVID and need treatment, like they have to say that they they don't, they want, they can't get treatment. So here's what my, well, here's something that somebody I love who knows many people in the medical field who mm. have, who very close with nurses and doctors. So this is what they said. They said, well, it would help. Because we wouldn't be getting so overloaded with people in the hospital. Yeah. Um, most people who are vaccinated are experiencing lesser symptoms. Right. Yeah. So therefore, they don't have to come in here. It's going to be fine. It, it is more like just a bad cold. Even when you are vaccinated, it's like a bad cold or a flu. Yep. But people who are unvaccinated, all of anybody that I know that is unvaccinated that got it yeah. has wound up in the hospital, was yep. hooked up to a machine yep. and all of the above. And do you know how much it costs to have somebody in the hospital for that long being under that kind of treatment? I don't. Millions of dollars, actually, for one person. Wow. So I'd like to just jump in here. I know, actually, quite a few people that have gotten COVID down in Oliver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a large portion of them are unvaccinated. Yeah. And I know of a few people that have died because they got COVID and they were unvaccinated. I also know of a few people that weren't vaccinated and it was just like a really bad cold yeah mm-hmm. yes i think the people that all the people that died were a little bit older but um i think it's very much to do with your health and everything like that yeah other you know underlying I mean? like, issues yeah because i mean like the few younger people i know like when i say younger i'm talking like early 30s mid 30s not super healthy, like smokers and stuff like that. Right. Really bad colds, but didn't end up in the hospital. Yeah. And I mean, like, they didn't get out of bed for three, four days, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, there is that. And I think that's part of the people, the unvaccinated people are seeing is like they're using that, being like, well, I know somebody that it, it was just a bad cold and they're unvaccinated. So, yeah, okay, out of 100 million people, there are going to be a few people that are going to be like, yeah, they're going to experience it mm-hmm. just as a bad cold. Because they were very healthy, maybe. Well, no, not. Well, it could be like a whole number of things. Mm-hmm. Could be like, okay, you just, you didn't get, you got the newest strain where 
it's the newest strain is in your throat and not in your chest. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you said right? that. Like because there's so many different strains yeah. now and they're all different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just because it's COVID-19 doesn't yeah. mean you got the one that Delta was bad. Yeah. The one before that was bad. Omicron was okay. I think that's the one we all had. Yeah. yeah and so then... like that, that's <laughs> the one in your throat, right? Yep. So yeah. You're not on the respirator. So if somebody that's unvaccinated gets that, they're not going to need the respirators. No, exactly. You're, theoretically, yeah. Theoretically, theoretically yeah. of course, right? Um, but then and it all comes down to the person themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just it. Like you, it's, it's all about the variants and things mm-hmm. change fast. And yeah. you know, it, it, it's been two years and there's like five now. Yeah. Yeah. So like, My how thing do is, we know there's like, not six I or just, seven, right? Like, well, and the thing is too, yeah. is I don't want to argue with doctors and nurses who are in there battling it every day, getting new updates, getting the science every single day over people who think that they have a Google doctorate and think they know everything. <laughs> Google doctorate. Well, it's true. It's true. <laughs> like it's true. I've people think that, that they can, they can Google anything, University right? Or... And it's just like, yes, you can Google anything, but does uh, that mean that the thing you're reading is legit? Well, we've, we've talked about that too. Yes, we have. <laughs> um, and just about, uh, you know, misinformation mm-hmm. and, you know, that there are people who are technically doctors. Yes. Because they have a doctorate. Yeah. But they're not a medically licensed doctor. Yes. But they're still putting that doctor title on their name, mm-hmm. talking about things, giving mm-hmm. their opinions, their yeah. thoughts. That can be very dangerous. It has been very dangerous. Mm-hmm. But also a medical doctor might not know either. Because True. what's their specialty? Oh, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Depending on, yeah, like 100%. Like when was the last time they did research on it? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like how old is that doctor? Yeah. Like how, are they still practicing things that they went to school for in the 80s or 90s? I want a new fresh doctor. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, you, no, but I mean like it's. You got to look at who you talk to because one of the, the whole thing with the MRA, M, M, MRNA, thank you. Um, <laughs> one of the people that was against it, his doctor, it was like an arts, it was like an arts in arts, yeah. yeah. you know, like a bachelor of arts or something doctorate mm-hmm. had no science background at all. And all these people were throwing out this information from this doctor that yeah. he's using yeah. he's misinformation based on the person. And fear mongering. Yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. And but it's misdirection. It's like, who yeah. can talk the loudest over here? The magician trick. In the, yeah, exactly. Distraction right? and yeah. then the action. Well, and, and you know, there's a uh, uh, God complex mm-hmm. um, that we're all guilty of with doctors. Yeah. Uh, on, on a mass scale as society. It's coming right? from a doctor, so it must be we're, true. Exactly. Right? You're like, doc, t- you know, tell me, like, what do you think about this? Yeah. Well, I think this. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, doctor. Right? And that's and where just, it, I need another opinion comes in. <laughs> Right, but most people are just like, cool, yeah, my doctor said this, so yeah. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. And the funny thing about that is I remember being in the emergency room. I think I broke something or, or something, and um, the person in the next bed, they were trying to figure out, and the doctors, there was two doctors there, and they went and Googled it. What? Like oh, They wow. literally went on Google. I'm sitting in the emergency room, and they're on Google Googling this person's symptoms. Jesus. But I'm, this is the thing, though. It's like, I'm not trying to hate on Google. And I'm not trying to hate on people who do do their fact-checking through Google and stuff. Like, Google's amazing. Google, shout out to Google. Um, I'm talking about the people who think they know more than a doctor who actually specializes in that particular field. That's what I'm talking about. And I've, I've, it's not like I've gotten into arguments, but I've gotten into some heated discussions with people over the fact that, well, 
I'm holistic, everything. I do things this way. This is how it's always been done. That's cool. Don't shame me for the science and things I have actually seen and heard from a doctor who studies this every single day since this thing has been happening. Yeah, I I think that's incredibly true. And I think when you look at, if you look at the situation as it's unfolded, like I we we'll get back into the convoy here, but yeah, like yeah. just just with COVID in general, this is all new to us, mm-hmm. right? This is all very uh, touch and go, and mm-hmm. it doesn't it, it it requires a lot of man and woman and people to be together and work together and, and study mm-hmm. and figure things out, and yeah. so you know it's like as things evolve and things change. It's like, yeah, you might be behind. There might be doctors who are behind on, on the information or the studies. And, yeah. um, you know, I think that we we tend to, um, right now, the world we live in, you can literally find a counter argument for every argument now. A 100%. piece of information, right? Yeah. If you want to argue that, that, I don't know, fake plants are better than real plants or something, right? It's something yeah. as, as silly as that. People will argue mm-hmm. over that, right? Or, or if you want to find some information, anything, you can find someone who's argued a point mm-hmm. against what you're trying to say. Yeah, 100%. So as soon as you go out and look online for any sort of piece of information that gives you the uh, credibility you feel you need to talk about something, yeah. well, you got it. You're like, boom, information bias. Perfect. Yeah. Someone else thinks the same way I do. Yeah. So I can use that as my. It's just, it is sad though. Like when you have friends that you have these discussions with and it's just like, it's almost like a friends off kind of thing. Um, And it's sad because you see this every day on like Facebook, Instagram, like I've seen one more post like this, blah, blah, blah. You're getting off. You're, I'm kicking you out and blah, blah, blah. It's like cancel culture, but within friend groups. Yeah. And um, it's sad to see that. And, and like with this particular friend, like I love her and admire her and, and everything that she does. And we see differently on this. And it's not that I don't share the same uh the the same outlook on life and whatnot it's just like with this science that I have seen and witnessed with my own eyes I'm choosing this topic and this or this view on it because this is what I this is my truth yeah this is what I've seen you've seen something different maybe I've seen this and I'm gonna go by that because that's it's it's not just like something I'm just hearing about you know um and then the other thing is too is like when when we when we were discussing how you know people who are anti-vaxxers should write themselves off and not be able to receive treatment in the hospital. Um, the blowback on that was like how unkind and whatnot, right? And and it was just like for me it was it was heart wrenching because it's like that's not my view on it, but no. I can see how medical professionals are viewing it that way because they are so overworked. They are so overtired. <laughs> they, there's so much going on behind the scenes in the hospital that people aren't seeing that nurses and doctors are crying over it because they're like, guys, please like help us out here. Like, or at least if you're going to not be vaccinated, stay the hell away from people. So you don't end up in here. Yeah. I mean, that's unfortunate. Like there's so many aspects to that too, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like doctors and nurses. If you listen, if, if you, if you want to go and understand what doctors and nurses are really feeling right now, I invite you to go on Reddit, go join mm-hmm. Reddit, go join some of the channels, uh, nurse channels, doctor channels, mm-hmm. and go see the conversations that are being had in there because this, 
trust me, they're at the end of, they've been at the end of the rope for a long time Mm -hmm. and they're, they're exhausted. They are like, it is, it's, it's grim, you know, in the medical world right now with, with medical professionals. And, but you know, with the counter argument to that is, you know, we, I can't speak for everywhere. Then people can come back to work. (laughs) Well, uh, that, and I was going to say like specifically in, in BC, I can't talk about anywhere else in Canada because I don't have that info, but like, there has been a shortage of nurses forever. Always. You know, and and it, it's, so there is other issues at hand. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can't put everything squarely on just one group of people in yeah. this regard, right? You have to yeah. look at the whole shot and understand that hospitals aren't big enough. We need more hospitals. We need more rooms. We need more nurses. We need more doctors. Yeah. We need a lot more money injected into the healthcare system mm-hmm. um, to really be able to combat anything like this in the future. I love how you used like a jab analogy for a jab topic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's a good one. Um, So I just, you know, so going back to the convoy, um, I want to, I want to say, I want to state two things here. Um, So first I, I want to explain the difference between a right and a privilege. Yes. Okay. Because there are, the thing that bothers me the most, and I like vented really heavy to you about this earlier today. I, I was like, here for it. I, I was, was all like, ears. Banging on the table is like, oh, this just makes me so angry. But like people don't understand the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. I think largely. It's an excuse right now. It really has become that. Yeah. Right? It's like you hear 20 people say, this goes against our Charter of Rights and Freedoms. This goes against the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Okay, point out where. Can you tell me what section? Can you state how mm. it goes against your charter of rights and freedoms or are you just saying it because everyone else is because Josie down the block said it right and so with that being said you have something and there's two definitions I want to read here right so you have something that's called um mob mentality or herb 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 herd (laughs) herd herd mentality herd mentality right so this describes how people can be influenced by their peers to adapt certain behaviors on a largely emotional rather than rational basis when individuals are affected by mob mentality they may make different decisions than they would have individually Mm -hmm. so you are who you hang with you are who you hang with so if you think about the convoy and it's it, it's gr- like before they even set off on the journey to Ottawa, you have people who have been stewing and building and building and talking to their neighbors and online and getting more people riled up about this, the right? Resistance. And then it's like, let's go, <laughs> right? Because you do get fired up. Yeah. If, if you're in a room of 20 people and they're all like getting fired up about something, you can't help but feel that. Oh, human beings are energetic as heck and can pick up on each other's energy. Like, you know, it's, it's, it is, it's like the vibe attracts your tribe. Watch your vibe, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So when you have, if a small group of people starts sounding off and echoing these, these ideas and these thoughts about, you know, we got to rise up and we got to protest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fine, protest. You're allowed to do that. That is your right as a Canadian citizen, yeah. the right to protest. Now, when you're talking about rights and privileges, because a lot of people argue that uh, they're taking away our rights. They're taking yeah. away our rights. So the difference between a right and a privilege is defined as this. A right is something that cannot be legally denied, such as the rights to free speech, press, religion, and raising a family. 
A privilege is something that can be given and taken away and is considered to be a special advantage or opportunity that is available to only certain people. That's the difference between rights and privileges. Mm-hmm. So I think we talked about it a little bit before, like, you know, do you have, do you have the right to get a driver's license? Yes. No. Oh, no, it's a privilege. It's a privilege. Yes, that's right. right. Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay, right? It's same with uh, driving a car or um, I, I could give 20 different examples, but there, there is like, you know. Getting a haircut, sitting down at a restaurant. Yeah, so is sitting down at a restaurant a right? No, it's no, a privilege. It's a privilege because yeah. they're back in the day when before restaurants were even a thing, we we're all eating at home, eating mm-hmm. in our living in our dining rooms, right? Yeah. And and having family meals back when those were used to be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they still are, but I haven't seen one in a long time. Right. <laughs> but you know, it, it just it comes down to it does it suck? Is it un does it seem unfair? Does it feel like you're like, wow, that, that really sucks because, like, yeah. I can't do certain things. Yeah, okay, it does suck. Yeah. But they are not taking away your rights as a person. You are still able to get medical care, mm-hmm. grocery shop, haircuts, you know, whatever other consumerism that you need to, basic consumer yeah. products that you need to buy, you're allowed to do that. Yeah. But going to a concert is not a right. Mm-hmm. Flying is not a right. And I'm not saying to those people who are like, you know, really feel a certain kind of way about these that like they're not, you know, that, how do I say this? I get their feelings. I understand it. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't take something like I, I'm not allowed to fly. You're taking away my rights. That's not it's a not, right. Fundamentally, yeah. by the law. It might feel like that, but that's yes. not the definition. That's not the meaning. Thank you. That's yes. what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> So well, I, I, I really like that you said that too and followed that up. And that's facts, guys. That's facts. Um, you know, I I when I, I've been seeing all those posts and stuff, and honestly, anytime anybody posts anything about the convoy, anything to do with like any of that stuff, I have to I, I'm sorry, but I mute you. Yeah. I mute people because I'm like, I'm not deleting you. I'm not gonna get into an argument with you. I understand that you're all fired up about this. I just got to mute you for a bit because this is exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting watching it, seeing this unfold. The thing that I keep going like, okay, so I I wasn't going to share this tonight, but I did. Like I had a vision and some people call them waking dreams. Some people call them visions, uh, very vivid dreams. A lot of my dreams, as you guys know, come true like that. Mm-hmm. I've had several really scary ones about these kind of situations. And this was years ago, years ago, I had these dreams. Right. And I've had this civil war dream where we were downtown in Vernon. I was hi- hiding people in department stores, trying to hide people running, taking women and children, hiding them. And that there were like special forces, people dropping mm-hmm. from the sky. And like, it was like, like civilians versus higher powers. And it was crazy. And I get scared of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I just like, I, when, with, with all of this stuff going on, like, are we ready to go hunger games against the government? Like, are we ready for that? Because <laughs> I would, I would say the majority of Canadians are not exactly. And this is why the whole gun rule thing, like they were pissed off about guns being certain guns being banned and whatnot. It's like, not all guns are banned. It's just like the, the automatic rifle mm. that people were, 
that everybody had access to and it was causing harm to other people. And so there was all that stuff too. And that was another thing where I had to mute people. Cause I was like, Oh my God, guys, they're not taking away your guns. They're asking you to stop buying this kind of gun. And you have to turn those ones in because kids are harming people or people are harming people with those ones specifically. I mean, you have so, to, you have to understand that American beliefs, American, American uh, thought thoughts, processes are, um, they bleed into Canadian culture. 100%. And so yeah. you know, when you, when you talk about gun, I don't want to get too far, too far off topic here, but like no. when you talk about gun culture, mm-hmm. um, you know, America is very, very strong pro, pro gun. Yeah. You know, uh, I love guns too. I, I mean, I, I also enjoy guns. So like, guns are great. <laughs> I know? love guns. I have nothing against guns, but for me at, the, at that time, it was the same kind of deal that we're, we're facing right now. Just different yep. people getting all riled up over this. Absolutely. Um, it, uh, it's, it's something that is, you know, the, the, this convoy again, like I, I, everyone has the right to protest and go protest what you believe. But when you look at, and I'm going to read directly from the charter of rights. Okay. So yes. I'm just going to like give a direct quote here. And obviously when it comes to laws and stuff, everything, um, you know, it's hard reading legal documents. And so it can be difficult to like interpret things or understand how they actually work. So it does take a little bit of like brain power, brain power, and focus, just, you know, maybe finding uh, so if you search for the chart of rights and freedoms, and then if you find some context in how it's used, then it can better help you understand like mm-hmm. how it works. So, um, so I'm just going to read it from section two C, right? So freedom, of peaceful assembly protected under section 2C of the charter has received only limited judicial interpretation. Given its strong expressive component, applicants have been inclined to argue charter issues potentially related to section 2C instead of 2B. And even if submissions on section 2C are made, courts tend to resolve the issues under section 2B. So there's two different like kind of subsections of -hmm. of section two. So um, anyway, so you going off with that jargon too, that's what makes it so unappealing for people because right? they sit down and they try to read that crap and then they're like, I have to go Google 10 words now and then try and come back and then refollow what the hell this is talking about. Exactly. Yeah. So thankfully there is like some uh, more like easy to understand terminology in the mm-hmm. expression, in the explanation of it just further down. Perfect. So it says... Um, uh, alternatively but similar effect issues related to section 2c are sometimes analyzed with or in addition to those uh but with courts indicating that the analysis um under section 2c um or that of 2b or without any meaningful distinction in the analysis so again like boring oh man that is so boring but what that's saying is like they have to they're using these two 2B and 2C as like ways to kind of figure out what kind of, uh, of peaceful assembly are we talking about? Yeah. Okay. So now I'm going to get into the more easier stuff here. Um, so section 2C indicates that the right to participate in peaceful demonstrations, protests, parades, meetings, picketing, and other assemblies. Um, it protects the right to demonstrate on public streets, the freedom also extends to protecting the right to camp in public park as part of protest activities. However, uh, oh, sorry, and the ability to wear masks during peaceful demonstrations. 
However, it does not protect a particular venue for assembly. Okay. So, everyone has a right to protest. You can even set up camp in a park. Yeah. What you are not allowed to do is, uh, it does not, you are not protected under the, under the Charter of Rights and Freedoms for assembly, meaning, uh, for example. If there is a resistance against you. Uh, no. So, oh. uh, what it means is, like, um, assembly, meaning, like, you can't set up kind of like a, uh, um, how do I say it, like a, a, a leadership camp. Where okay. it's like a headquarters, yeah, is what I'm trying to say. You're not okay. you're not allowed to set up like a headquarters where like all of a sudden these leaders are are in and they're discussing strategy and yeah. and how they're gonna kind like of like a war camp kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Right. So it doesn't protect you under that. Uh, Section two C guarantees the right to peaceful assembly. It does not protect riots and gatherings that seriously disturb the peace. Mm-hmm. What did we see in Ottawa for the last three weeks? Crazy ass rioting. N- I, I mean, I haven't seen a, I mean, I've seen some, definitely seen some very troubling videos, but like, like ri- some personal arguments and stuff between people, but y- yeah, absolutely. But there has been, when I'm talking about disturbing, like, disturbing the peace, you're talking about like horns going off mm-hmm. for 16 hours a day. And of course there's people can argue, well, no, we weren't doing that. Well, mm-hmm. the residents of Ottawa kind of say otherwise. Yeah. Right. So Um, It has been stated that the right to freedom of assembly along with freedom of expression does not include the right to physically impede or blockade lawful activities. Yeah. I did see a post, though, where people were, um, sorry, and this isn't going off topic. This is still on topic. But, like, I did see a post where people who were for the protest, um, this, this post was getting circulated, and it was about this homeowner who went and walked around because all the truckers were parked out along the block. Yeah. And they wanted to go and see what it was all about. So they walked down and they went from, like zigzagging back and forth kind of between truck and truck talking to each person. Where are you from? What's going on? What's your stance on this? And all their stuff was like, yeah, just end the mandates. Like we just we just want to work and la 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 la. Right. Stuff like that. Keeping it peaceful. And then they were keeping like quiet at certain hours as well, like being respectful to some of the residents as well, right? And so it is it's crazy cuz you you hear stories like that. And then you hear stories completely opposite. Yeah. And, you know, there's, uh, unfortunately, there's like too much to unpack in all of this. So we kind of got to just give this broad strokes. Yeah. And so when you look at some, you know, again, when you talk about the groups and people who align themselves with your convoy, yeah, you can't control who thousands of people. Yeah. You can't. It's just you. Whether you're the leader of the freedom convoy or not, it's like you're not controlling all these people. Yeah. So there might be some people who are like disturbing the peace and being disruptive, but then there are people who are just being very peaceful and really, really just want to like end these mandates and yeah. and just see all of this come to an end. And like as the new slogan that's going around, like we're just going to learn to live with COVID. Yeah. Right. And so I I just want to say like for for the record here, I'm not. Um, I don't think anyone in this room is like for the passport system or for the mandates. We're not like, yeah, these are awesome. Yes. I love this. This passport thing is great. No, no, (laughs) we're not like, we're not like, yeah, this is great. But what I think a lot of people have to understand is, you know, when, when you're talking about, you know, this, no one was forced 
to get a vaccine. No. Like it's, it, and I understand there's going to be, you know, well, my job said I had to get it or otherwise I can't have my job. Okay. But then again, that's like, that's any employer in the world. If it's you, their decision. If you are the boss, if you run a company, it is your decision how you run that company. Mm-hmm. If people don't want to, you know, you could fire people for any number of reasons. Mm-hmm. So you can't kind of use that argument of like, well, they told me I had to get this or I couldn't work there anymore. Well, they could yeah. tell you a million different reasons why you can't work there anymore that you don't, like if it's something that you don't agree with, it doesn't have to be vaccines. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's difficult, right? It's like, it's I that, can't wait that for that gray area fence again where you're like, I'm just going to stay on this fence because not just because it's safe, but it's because you see both sides. Yeah. You see both sides. You're like, come on guys. Like, and we've said this so many times, like we're stuck here on this rock floating through space. God knows what else is out there. <laughs> um, you know, we've got solar flares coming at, coming at earth and like causing all these geo storms and stuff. And, you know, like at any moment we could get hit by an asteroid. Yep. Would all this be worth it to you? It's a good question. Right? <laughs> like I, seriously, like we could we could all die within a, a second here. Yep. Is that the legacy you want to live like just knowing that you you fought tooth and nail about something that's probably bound to change anyways? Yeah, is that the hill? Is that the hill you want to die on, so to speak? Exactly. Is this the hill you want to die on? So when you when you look at people though, right? Going back like just thinking about people in general, what is something we all want we all want to well yeah i mean well some most of us yeah i would say most of us want peace but no we all we all want to belong to something yes we are all like by nature we want to be a part of a community we want to be a part of of a group we want to be we want to feel safe in a group we want to feel safe in a community we want to feel safe in a space where we can live and be happy yeah live your truths Mm -hmm. be with like-minded people Mm -hmm. that is something we all long to to be a part of and so when you see something happening and you see someone who's like speaking to you you know in 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 a way that you're like wow i've never that really that got to me i want to i want to be a part of that Mm -hmm. and so you go and be a part of that Mm -hmm. you know we all it doesn't matter if it it, sometimes doesn't matter right wrong yeah it's just if there's something that resonates with you that someone says or a group of people do yeah you want to be a part of that. Well, a lot of, this is the thing too, is as you said, like you hear one thing that somebody says and you're like, yeah, I'm all about it. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're changing your colors. You're doing this. You're, you're all about that life. And then as you go on and you get to know this group a little more, or you get to know what it is you've joined a little more and you find that maybe all of their values don't line up with all your values. Mm-hmm. Maybe you were wrong. It's okay to admit you were wrong. It's okay to be other, wrong. <laughs> exactly. And this is the thing too, is people are feeling shame. Like, Oh, well maybe, maybe I shouldn't have talked to that person that way. Or maybe I shouldn't have like crammed all these fucking Google facts down these people's throats. Um, you know, like there is this thing where, uh, and I, I know we talk about mindfulness all the time. Uh, absolutely. But this is this is just where my brain is always at. Is like I am always willing to listen to what everybody has to say. I've got multiple friends who have very different views from each other. Um, will I ever befriend an extremist? Hell no. Uh, will I call somebody out like that? Yes, absolutely. Will I do it if I think it's unsafe? Maybe not. Yeah. Um, but people I feel comfortable around talking about these things with, like I will, I will go toe to toe with you on facts and opinions and beliefs. But 
the main thing is that I don't want it to be something that rips us apart. And like, I don't want to feed that ugly, that ugly wolf inside me. I want to feed the good wolf inside me because I know everybody else wants that too. I think, as you said, like collectively, we all want the same thing. We want to belong. We want to feel safe and nobody feels safe right now. That's what this huge issue is. Nobody feels safe. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, I think you're right. I think that there's a lot of, uh, there's just a lot going on just even outside of Canada, but, um, you know, it's safety is like the basic human need, right? It's, Mm -hmm. uh, you've Maslow's, uh, hierarchy, hierarchy of needs. Yeah. You know, it's like number three, I think. Yeah. Um, don't ask me why I know these things. I just do, (laughs) but, uh, you know, are we at, are we at one twenty? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. One twenty. Okay. We can keep going. So we're going to have to go a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, we I'm will. Sorry. Yeah, we got to keep sorry. going. I've got one more thing I want to say too, but you go first. Um, so, you know, when you, when you look at, unfortunately, you know, as there may be many people who are at the Freedom Convoy who are peacefully protesting and just really just there. They're for the right reasons. Genuinely there just to, hey, I want to protest. But, you know, mm-hmm. when you, you know, when you, as we looked at the Charter of Rights, when you look at that and the definitions of disturbing the peace and all of these things, mm-hmm. okay, so when you look at it, you know, people are really upset about, you know, Trudeau invoking the uh, Emergencies Act. I was going to just bring that up. Perfect. So we can, <laughs> I mean, we can we can definitely dive into that. Yeah. Um, But uh, to be, just to back up before we go into that, you know, when you, mm-hmm. unfortunately, when you are in a large protest, the cameras are always on now. Mm-hmm. There's always someone filming. There's always someone taking pictures. So when you look at that and then you see Nazi flags, Trump flags, you see... Um, Proud you know, boy supporters. Uh, yeah, there's uh, another one, the three... Oh, three where, percenters. Three percenters. You know, like there's... When you see all these like uh, flags being shown around and it's not like everyone had them. Yeah. But it, it doesn't matter. Certain because, groups joining in. Right. And as soon as... Unfortunately, as soon as you are shown that to, as soon as the world sees that you're already, you're being discredited. Yeah. Your movement is losing credibility instantaneously, whether or not you were like against it or not. Uh, Completely unaware of it. (laughs) Unaware. You're like, whoa, hey, we want nothing to do with that at all. Well, it's too late. Yeah. Because now the world has seen Mm -hmm. this association Mm -hmm. with your movement. If you are a leader, say something about it. Acknowledge it. How are you going to handle this? What's going on with that? And that is really, I'm so glad you said that because I really <laughs> wanted to bring up this point. So that, uh, um, so, you know, but going to back to that Tamara Litch yeah. lady. So she was giving a big spiel a couple of weeks ago in front of a large group of people. And she was talking about, okay, so, you know, yeah, we're all white supremacists. So, uh, you know, all the white supremacists out there, raise your hands. And they're like, yeah, you know, but you could tell she was joking. Mm-hmm. You could hear it in her voice that yeah. she was just like, she's like making a joke about that. Yeah. But guess what? That's it not how everybody's going to hear it. You don't joke about that. You don't joke about that. When the world is on you, yeah. you cannot joke about being a white supremacist. I'm sorry. But again, now you're discrediting your own movement. Yeah. It's all about the messaging. I can't like express this enough when it comes to any form of protest. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure that what messages are out there, and don't get me wrong, 
government is always going to play with the media. They're always going to try and drum up a narrative. Yeah. You know, that's just the world we live in. It, yeah. It's wrong. I don't agree with it. But when you're joking about things that people already suspect about you, yeah. the media is going to take that and spin it yeah. against you in a very bad way. And that's exactly what happened. Oh, totally. Right? So it's, it's like, yeah, a logical person looks at that and says, I know she's joking. Yeah. And the crowd was joking. Yeah. But then other people <laughs> who are already all riled up and got their feathers ruffled, they will not look at it that way. No. They'll be like, see, I told you. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, there's the, the, the saying about like videos. Videos don't always show you the whole truth, man. Mm-hmm. They don't. Because the moment someone decides to hit record, you don't know what happened before that recording began. Yeah. And when it stops, you don't know what happens after. Yeah. There are three sides to a story. Your side, my side, and the truth. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. So when you look at these videos, what you're seeing Sometimes you're like, oh my God, like what just happened? You know, like there's a, there's some crazy videos out there right now of like, you know, there's a a, a lady who got trampled by a horse. I saw that. Oh my gosh. And they were trying to say that like she died and all this stuff. She didn't die. Yeah. She was fine. Yeah. She got up and walked, you know, was able to get up with her own abilities. Yeah. Right. And there was like all these news people you know, going off about the chaos erupts. Yeah, Woman yeah, dies yeah, and like by trampled horse. by a horse, and and it's medieval like medieval style, right? <laughs> and it was like, okay, it wasn't all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one should get trampled by a horse. No, so. well, you look at mainstream <laughs> but, media now, and it's basically TMZ. Well, and seeing that's the thing too with that video. I don't. I heard that that wasn't even recent video. I heard that as well. So it's right like that would yeah. So what they're doing is. People are finding videos, like old videos, mm-hmm. of riots and like, and posting them now. Protests that have gone wrong, <laughs> yeah, and then yep. being like sharing them, yeah. Or people will see it and like reshare it, not thinking, and they're just like, oh, that's automatically. Um, they just think, oh, that's the convoy. Yeah, that um, like, uh, Leah was telling me about how the news person from Fox automatically shared it. Yep. Yeah. Right. And then had to apologize the next yes. day and be like, that person, these two people didn't die. And Yep. That's so crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, Fox News was all over that. And we can, I'm glad we're going to get into this because this yeah. is a, um, so. The, oh, yeah. So, so Trudeau, whoopsies, sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, so Trudeau, uh, I wrote down, Trudeau, power move, expanding surveillance powers over financial transactions for Freedom Convoy. People going to jail for this. One lady, Ryan just said that one lady, like, she either got fined or went to jail because she she put $50 in yep. on the thing and they tracked her right away. So, like, people are, they're getting in trouble. Like, they're having to answer for this. So here's the thing, right? Looking, again, objectively looking at this. Yeah. As a government, if you have your intelligence agencies, whether it's Secret Service, um, you know, the, the RCMP, whoever it may be, when you have people giving you information that they're saying, hey, listen, we have reason to believe that there's people in this convoy who have intentions to overthrow the overthrow government. The government. Yeah. Um, you know, they're setting up these, like, you know, they're setting up, like shelter and, and, you know, they have fuel sources and, you know, the militia, the militia. And, you know, you look at what happened in Alberta yeah, with the border crossing 
and the arrests that were made there with yeah. like weapons being found and guns and knives and you're like you see Whoa. some dangerous things coming about right so when you see if you are told that like there is uh, there is potential threats mm-hmm. to your government to to democracy so to speak what are, like you know your job is to protect the people mm-hmm. ensure that like you are getting yourself in a position where uh, you can handle a, a large uprising yeah right now i am the emergencies act thankfully now if you look at, I was telling you earlier, if you look at the Emergencies Act, it doesn't just get to happen. Trudeau just doesn't yeah. get to snap his fingers and boom, it's just... No, there's loops you got to jump through. Loops you got to jump through, yeah. right? So you got to get the House of Commons. You got to get majority of uh, the members the of Parliament to vote yeah. for it. But even when, so that happened, right? And a lot of people are upset that it did pass the House. The NDP supported the Liberals to pass the Emergencies Act. Yeah. But then it still has to go through Senate. Which is also known as the Chamber of Sober Second Thought. Yeah. So these people are there to look at this and understand and take the information they have and say, is this just? Are you justified in implementing this act? Now, there's a few lawsuits going on against the Canadian government right now, challenging them yeah. for invoking or implementing, sorry, the uh, the Emergencies Act. Yeah. Good. As they should. Yes. Nobody should have that much power and not be checked. No, 100,000%. And sorry I keep yawning. I, I put chamomile tea in this, <laughs> and I don't know why I did that, because now I can't stop yawning. That's okay. So the conversation is very exciting. I'm just like, uh, wrong tea. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that actually really did freak me out, too, because, you know, like people that were arguing the whole case against, like, the convoy and everything, too, that was my big thing. I was like, but you're supporting terrorists. They're like, well, we're not supporting terrorists. I'm like, okay, if you're not supporting terrorists, can you publicly say that then so that they'll get the picture that you are not on board with them jumping on board with you sure like that's what that's all i ask for any of my friends that support the convoy that's all i ask put it out there like let those people see like yeah i don't support you and your supremacy yeah so separate yourself separate yourself like make it known yeah absolutely and that's what i can say about about my buddy and if you don't then your silence speaks volumes it does. Mm-hmm. And that's what I can say about my buddy who was a part of that, right? He mm-hmm. was very, always very vocal about his thoughts and feelings and beliefs about it and totally like, hey, we are not about yeah. any of that right-wing extreme stuff. We, we really just want to be here to protest. Yeah. And so now let's talk about the money. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> in my mind, I'm thinking, right, let's say, let's say there's, I don't know how many people are actually in the convoy, but let's just say there was like, let's say 5,000 people. Yeah. Say there's 5,000 people a part of that. What do you need $10 million for? Seriously. (laughs) What do 5,000 people need $10 million for? So that's it. That's what I was asking. That's what I was wondering too. Like, is this money to take the government to court with their own like with their own people, like what is going on here? So I think what happened, this is just what I, I, cause there's no way you need $10 million to live. No, while you're protesting, you don't. And so that's like, I've thought a lot about that too. And what I think happened in all honesty, 
Uh, I please anyone out there, uh, totally chime in, correct us if we're wrong here. But like, I think what happened is this movement started, a GoFundMe got resurrected, and all of a sudden people are like, "Yeah, we're gonna donate. Yeah, we want this. Woo!" And they just started pouring money in. We're getting Canada back. We're getting Canada back, and like, and it got crazy. And, like, I don't think anyone expected People to... were donating without even knowing, like, the real deal. Right. Yeah. So you can't... You, so I think it just... It ended up drumming up way more money than anyone ever really expected it to. Yeah. I don't think it was, like, a goal of $10 million. I think it just happened. But that's when more, like, white supremacists jump on board, too, because they're like, hey, you know what? This will be great for us to, like, get, like, guns and ammo and all these other extra things that we may need. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Because that is... In my, in, in my understanding of why the GoFundMe was frozen... Why everyone, you know, why that happened yeah. is because the government's like $10 million is a lot of money to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. We need to understand what this money is for. Yeah. How is it going to be distributed? What are you going to spend it on? Yeah. You can't just hand over a group of people $10 million and be like, yeah, go ahead and protest. Yeah. Whoa, 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 hold on. Against right? something like this. Against something like this. Yeah. It's like, again, checks and balances. Yeah. So, you know, so that one dropped, but then another one popped up. Yeah. A new group. Uh, a new uh, company, I should say, uh, yeah. uh, kind of like another GoFundMe type of. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but I, I know it when. Uh, did it start with an M? No, I don't know. I really can't remember. I can't remember what it is either. But they they started drumming up millions of dollars instantaneously as soon as that yeah. one shut down. The new one popped up, but then if you look at it, and from what I've read, that's when there was very you know a lot of uh, Republicans, a lot of. Uh, People in the United States who are like, hey, this is a great, this is a great thing we can get our money into. So then you started, now you start getting international money. Now you start getting money from like really extreme groups of people. Yeah. So the government's like, okay, this is getting a little bit crazy. Uh, this is what I, again I'm just going off what I think I'm not saying this and is true and these are these are like <laughs> companies these are like coming from co- uh, like countries that already have like severe war problems and like there's mass murders everywhere and like is that what you guys are trying to get on board with is that what you <laughs> want here because I'm not here for that like fucking send me on a spaceship man I'm out of here <laughs> that's what scares me well I mean if you go back to our to the Pat King dude yeah. Right? Like that's what he's all about. That's what he wanted. Mm-hmm. He talked about it very openly. Again, go look at his videos. I'm not, I'm not making this up. So when you look at everything kind of coming together, just like big picture. So the government started freezing people's accounts in Canada mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, you have to, I, I, I think you have to look at it objectively and say, okay, why are all, why are all of you donating to this? Like what, like it's just questions why are you donating this? Why did you give $5,000 to this movement? You know, like... Mm-hmm. Do you know where your money's going? Right, right. Like, like I think it, it's, it, it has something to do with that. And just understanding, like, we need to kind of stop all this mm-hmm. and understand what this, you know, before this gets any further. How come y'all can raise $10 million for this, but you can't, like, help reservations fix water and shit and, like, show up for protests when it involves rights just as yours. And that's also something that pisses me off a little bit. <laughs> Another I, topic, but... Yeah, I'm definitely not going to touch that one today. today. Um, <laughs> but it, it's, you know, the thing is that, unfortunately, people will only gather and protest when they understand that it is something that directly affects them. Isn't that sad? Plain and simple. So rude. It, it, it's it's just, like, the the, you know... The group of people who protest, it's like when 
yeah, it's like they they it's something that um, what's the word here? Help me out. It's like it's something survival. that pertains to them. Yeah. Right, it's something about the, about something they believe in. So yeah. like, well, I'm gonna. I'm Who gonna gives protest. a crap about the indigenous people? Blah blah blah. When really the indigenous people were fighting for all these rights far before any of this kind of crap ever happened. But now all of a sudden it's famous and popular, and now everybody wants to jump on board. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. It is, and you know, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of questionable things that we've seen in the convoy. While there has been peace and love and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there has been a lot of bad stuff too. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't ignore both sides. No. Like we talked about at the very beginning of this episode, seven different things can be true. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I I think that at the end of the day, do I think that like everything is gonna like do I this emergencies act is probably gonna be a week. I give yeah. it a week before they rescind it, and they're like, yeah, you know what, like we're good. But when you are talking about when you are stopping borders across Canada, if you're shutting down borders and transportation and people being able to get to and from work and goods. Of course that's going to cause an uprising. It's going to, it's going to stir up some shit. So yeah, yeah, you know, you, you can't just shut down borders and and not expect anything to happen. Yeah. It's the same as when, when our brothers and sisters were protesting uh, a few years ago uh, and they shut down the railway. Yeah. That didn't get to go very long before the government came in and shut that down. Came in heavy. Exactly. So, you know, there's like, it's, I want to say this delicately, Mm -hmm. but I never, I don't ever want to see the military turned on anyone. No. Nobody. I don't care if you're black, white, Asian, indigenous. It doesn't matter. I never want to see the military or the RCMP treating anyone badly, beating them down or or whatever. Yeah. With that being said, when you look at what has happened, you know, it's... You can't help but think that, like, now some sort of, like, there has to be some sort of realization of Mm -hmm. just a small piece of, like, here's what Indigenous people have been going through for ever. Ever. And y'all are are upset now. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you, I I don't want to see anyone get treated that way. But now I hope that some people can understand Mm -hmm. that. It's not just indigenous people that are that the that the government's going to turn the the military or the RCMP or the UN on. Mm-hmm. You're all fair game. Well, and that's the thing. It's just like you guys want to jump on board with this now. You could. This was all preventable. <laughs> like if you. This, this is just, no. I'm just like I have to think for one second, just because like this could open the door for so many things and like a lot of blowback. Ugh, I keep knocking this thing. A lot of blowback, but it's like just getting on board with First Nations and their their what they're fighting for. And this like a lot of the issues that we are facing now together as humanity. When you look back to tribes that were fighting for water and land and and certain human rights and whatnot. A lot of this stuff going on right now, like if y'all had just jumped on board with what we were doing in the first place, like we wouldn't be facing so many stupid things personally. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's not a, you can't make people join, right? No, you, you, you can't. You just. Cause it doesn't uh, pertain to them, even though it does. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the problems that we're always going to face as indigenous people is helping other people to understand that like our issues are everyone's issues. Mm -hmm. But for now it just looks like an indigenous issue, but it's not. 
Yeah. So. And also to follow up too, like RCMP, like I'm going to say this, it's just like humans, there's good humans, there's bad humans, there's good cops, there's bad cops. Absolutely. And you know what? Uh, agreed. It, it's sad. Um, I can't remember what protest it was that I saw, but like it was an RCMP officer, like obviously it was just pushing somebody out of the way. This person fell back, hit their head really bad, laid there bleeding. And I honestly think that that officer was scared because he wanted to go down and check. But then the other officer was like, no, 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 we have to keep walking. Like we have to keep going. Like, mm -hmm. did you ever see, did you see that video? It was, no, so I can't remember what that protest was, but, um, you know, it was like more or less a peaceful protest, but RCMP marching through the, through the streets. I just want people to think too, like when, RCMP do have to act aggressively sometimes. A lot of it, maybe it, it might be fear. Like somebody posted something in their Instagram story the other day and it was a police officer responding to a domestic abuse situation and the officer was getting called in by the husband and was he was like, yeah, come on in here. She's bleeding. She's bleeding everywhere. And the officer was like, who's all in the house? And then all of a sudden that guy turned a gun on him. So, you know, like when you think of some police officers like getting so much crap over the fact that they're trigger happy or this and that. It's like, can you imagine being in those shoes and aware of all those potentials, those fatal, those fatal scenarios running through your mind? Like, what would I do if this happened to me? What would I do if somebody pulled a gun on me? What if I have hand to hand combat, you know, stuff like that too. So like, I just, I just want to say like, I appreciate the RCMP. I know not all indigenous people feel that way, but I'm somebody who's always felt very safe with RCMP. Yeah. I, I, I was going to join them. I was the same. I wanted to, I wanted to be a police officer. I, I was one step away from going to Saskatchewan and going to training. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I was, I was ready to go because I yeah. really felt I could make a difference um, in in the indigenous uh, RCMP relations, but um, yeah. unfortunately, that's uh, a journey, a road that didn't work out, and I'm I'm grateful for that because I really don't think I'm built to be uh, an it's a RCMP. Crazy, it's a crazy job. It is, and you have to understand that there's as much fear in them as there is in us mm -hmm. um, when you're going into situations, mm -hmm. you know, and. When you have to answer to higher powers, mm -hmm. when you're given orders. And follow certain rules and, to protect and, and, yourself. And follow, yeah, you know. It, and, your, and your and your uh, company. Yeah, I, I can't imagine, you know, I don't think there's a lot of RCMP who enjoy mm -hmm. going to, like, break up protests or, or take down um, people, mm -hmm. you know. But, you know, it's like uh, tensions are high. Adrenaline's running mm -hmm. and things happen. You know, people get... People get a little crazy. Yeah. And, you know, when you're getting pushed or baited or, you know, prodded and poked and, you know, yeah. you're get, at some point there's a breaking point, right? As, as yeah. calm as you're expected to be. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's difficult. So, you know, I just, I hope that, I really hope that there's a peaceful resolution to all of this. I really hope that, um, you know, people who were doing this for the right reasons, uh, I hope that they aren't, tarnished or they aren't you know looked at differently if, if you were there for the to protest peacefully and and be a part of something that was really genuinely peaceful then great great but if you were there yeah. for any other reason fuck off <laughs> like, right <laughs> exactly Just, like and I, i'm glad you said that too because yeah like all my friends that joined the convoy like i i muted you because like all this stuff just gives me anxiety it's not that i don't support your movement because I know like those those people that I'm friends with who did join in the convoy which lots of them did mm -hmm. um I had a lot of people asking why our trucks weren't in the convoy and I'm like 
we stay out of that kind of stuff. Right. But it's, um, it is, it's, it's something where I'm like, you know what, for the right reasons, I support you. But is this something I'm going to post about every day? Is this something? No, because like everything else that's happened in the past two years, shit's going to blow over you guys. Like I, I genuinely feel like that. And I know this is a lot of big stuff happening right now, Yeah. but as time has proven, something else is going to come along. <laughs> it's going to be distraction action again. Absolutely. Right? I think I think we should probably wrap this up. Yeah, uh, I know. Our, We've been going for our a while. Uh, engineer over there is uh, <laughs> <he's> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jay. We we love you, man. Um, you know, I, I my final thought here before we before we wrap up, um, if everyone took a moment to think about one thing, it is that we have more in common with each other than we do have differences. Think about that we really, really share a lot more of common thoughts than we do opposing. So take that in your heart. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Yep. Thank you. 